0: Block Talk Radio. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey? Here we go. Drop that pop! Drop that pop Drop that pop
1: <laughs> Drop that pop! Drop that pop that pop! Take a seat! Because you've just been sent to the Sin Bin with your host. Recently returning from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him, Paul Rogers. Drop that Drop that Drop that Drop that
2: All right, I want to welcome everyone once again to this episode of the Seattle the Sin Bin. I believe this is our eleventh episode. And uh, every week I keep telling myself that we're just going to do our, norm- our normal episode, um, and and that's it. And yet what happens is, continuously, uh, we keep having big news that comes up, um, and today is no different. Um, if you guys um, have been paying attention at all uh, to today's news, you'll see that ESPN's Craig Custance uh, announced to the world today that uh, Ray Bartizek has uh, indeed started the public process toward trying to build an arena uh, in the town of Tukwila. And, of course, this will be in competition to the Soto Arena in Seattle. And I have uh, Mr. Chris Daniels and Brian Robinson have both agreed to call in to the show tonight and talk to us. So, uh, Chris, are you there?
1: I am here, Paul. It's nice to talk to you
0: again.
2: All right, thank you. Good to talk to you. And Brian, are you there?
0: I am also here. Nice to talk to you, Paul and Chris. Long time, man. Hope yeah. everything is well. Now
2: yeah, so you guys uh you guys go back a ways. You you spent some time in New York back in two thousand and eight
0: and uh had a nice time together, didn't you? <laughs>
2: That's uh, a I, long I, time ago now. Uh, hey,
0: I don't know if you can refer to that trip as a nice time. Uh, I could say that Chris Daniels was one of the highlights of it. Uh, the, the, of course, that was the day that the uh, NBA owners voted to relocate the Sonics. So uh, it, Chris and I are, are, are ancient in this deal. I feel like I've been uh, talking about this arena arena situation and the Sonics situation my whole life. And uh, he's been, as all the fans know, Chris has been on this story uh, better than anyone in the media for so long. That uh, obviously we, we bump into each other every once in a while on huh? it. Yeah,
2: and what I remember from that day is uh, at various points throughout the day Brian talking on the sidewalk to various reporters, and then uh, I think that was also uh, Chris's first encounter with David Stern that day, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know if it was the first, but uh, it was uh, one that people, I guess, in this town remember. I, you know, I should t- I should tell you, Paul, I just saw David Stern uh, last Friday. Uh, back in New York City. Uh he uh he was in attendance for the movie that I'm sure Sonic's fans uh, won't be rushing out to see but it's uh it's well done down in the valley uh on on the Sacramento story and, and Sacramento uh saving their team and and the the filmmaker uh, it was very nice to Seattle and ESPN uh, very nice to Seattle and in how uh, Seattle's story is told and all that. And I think uh, Seattle fans and Sonic fans will be happy uh, when that uh, officially airs later on this year. Okay. I
0: appreciate hey, you telling you me that, sports? and I will not be watching it. <laughs> 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 Just yeah, glad i glad to I'm hear that secondhand. Yeah, yeah. All right,
2: so the news of the day that brings both of you on is that uh, ESPN, ESPN's Craig Custance reported today that a name from the past, uh, Ray Bartizek, he was uh, the one who tried to bring the Coyotes to Seattle a couple, a couple years ago, that he has um, begun at least the public portion of the process uh, in attempting to build an arena in Tukwila in competition with Soto. Uh, Chris, what can you tell me about what's going on with that effort?
1: Well, it's funny because I've talked to to Ray several times over the last couple of years and um, just actually saw him last week. Uh, and uh, I, I knew that something was coming on Monday. Uh, I thought it was going to come out Monday afternoon, uh, but it's this letter. Uh, that uh, his folks have sent to the city of Tukwila, to the Department of uh, Community and Development, uh, asking for clarification on the zoning in what is called the Transit Oriented Development District of the Tukwila Urban Center. So uh, you know, we we talked about MOUs and uh, FEISs in Seattle. Here you are talking about the TOD uh, in in Tuckwilla, and he's looking for uh, clarification that they can in fact build a privately financed arena uh, in that area. And we are talking about uh, a sliver between uh, South Center Mall and the old Long Acres site. It's kind of northeast Tuckwilla. Uh and uh, I was just down there today talking with some of the the, the people who work in the uh the warehouses down there who say they're all under non-disclosure agreements uh and that this has been in the works for months. Uh but that is where he is targeting now for a uh, privately financed arena and, and his camp believes that after all these months uh watching the Seattle uh story unfold that they can get an arena done there quicker uh in Tuckwilla as long as they sign off on this zoning aspect uh and that they can get steel in the ground uh sooner uh rather than later and sooner than uh, what can happen in Seattle because of the way that that deal has been structured uh so that is why uh they are proceeding on this uh his group is very confident but uh it, Ray uh, Bardisek told me today it's too early to talk about teams uh, but you've got to believe, given what he did back in 2013 in attempting to buy the Coyotes and move them to Seattle, uh, and what he is uh, attempting to do now, uh, that he has probably had some conversations with the National Hockey League uh, about a tenant uh, there in a new arena in Tukwila.
2: And you say it's privately funded, uh, so that that could be a game-changer. Uh, do we know if they have the, the financing lined up, or are they still working on that?
1: His group says that they have the financing lined up and that they have the land lined up. I can tell you today, just looking through land records, uh, that nothing jumps out Uh, but uh, there's a way to hide that sometimes in land records uh, with options on purchases and and that kind of thing. Uh, But uh, his group believes that they have uh, lined up the land and lined up the money uh, for a building, and I do anticipate uh, that we are going to hear much, much more about that this week uh and and the details of this proposal this week so i think it's going to be a busy week as far as this tuck proposal is
0: concerned
2: brian what do you think of this information that came out today
0: uh you know it's it's not really a surprise i think that ray bartizek has been very active very aggressive talking to people and uh there have been have been significant rumblings about this for a while. So it was kind of a matter of when is it going to come out. And I think that what you're seeing is that it was reported last week that the NHL wants to see a building built here. They want to see a solution, and that solution starts with a building. I think so does the NBA. But with Las Vegas uh, kind of lining up apparently for expansion, there's a, a window of time here where Seattle kind of has to get it done and uh, Bartazek and, and a number of others have been kind of lingering, uh, trying to figure out what the appropriate play is to make their own move uh, and potentially unseat the Soto Arena, potentially come save the day if that thing is, as they claim, uh, legitimately stalled. So you've been seeing for the last two months or so a, a real increase in the rhetoric uh, that the, the Soto Arena has has lost its path and that the city of Seattle is not going to make this easy enough for it to happen. And and that was kind of in preparation for these other groups to come out and stake their claim. And I, I think that people do have a lot of confidence in these other locations. And the the question as these details come out over the next week is going to be what does lined up mean? So if, if Ray Bartosz thinks he has the financing and thinks he has the land lined up, and I assume thinks he has a team lined up. Nobody's going to go this far unless they have a team. Uh, how many conditions are upon that, and and how many extra hurdles do they really have? Do they have people that have talked about investing money, or do they have people committed to investing money? Do they have um, the Do they have a, a direct path to a franchise, or are they hoping that by getting the arena announced, that will lead them to the franchise? Those are all questions we're going to have to see play out uh to really judge how how serious this is but from my perspective you know the more the merrier if there's going to be some competition there's going to be some opportunities to to have this done we want to see the NBA and NHL come to this region and somewhere we need to see progress on buildings to get that done
2: right so chris this is uh it's the location is in Taquila but this is not the Sabi land that we heard about a couple months ago uh tell us tell us a little bit more about this specific location. What, tell us about the land that he's inquiring about there.
1: Yeah, not the savvy land uh that's been discussed uh, on and off for for years. Uh this is a land that's pri uh, area that's primarily uh warehouses, light industrial, uh just west of the old Longacre site. There's a few hotels there. Uh, Boeing uh, is to to the east Uh, but what uh, people are going to zero in on is the commuter line that's there this is different than the link light rail that uh, people are familiar with uh, that cuts through Tukwila on and South Seattle on the way down to the stadiums Uh, that will grow in size uh, north and and east uh, as time goes on here different rail line Uh, commuter rail line that takes people from Lakewood uh, to the south all the way uh, north to Seattle and to uh, Union Station stops there Uh, South Tacoma, Tacoma, Puyallup, Sumner, Auburn, uh, Kent, Tukwila, and then Seattle. And uh, that is an area that I know Bartizek has been uh, interested in because of that point, because of the fact that people would be able to take uh, a commuter rail line from the north and from the south. And then uh, just west of that is this kind of warehouse industrial area uh, with those few hotels uh, that is uh, ripe for redevelopment. And that's why it's been zoned this way with the transit oriented development i mean that's got transit on it the the name of this district so according to the department of community and development they they could have a ruling on this within the next couple of weeks and uh uh, that's going to be one of the big selling points is is that that transit line and and people that would be able to take the train and then also uh come off the west valley highway 167 405 and i5 uh there are a lot of roads which lead down to this area
2: Okay. So it's not light rail, but it's com- it's this commuter line that you're talking about and it does have north and south uh taken care of. Is that Yeah, from right?
1: Seattle I have got the the timetable in front of me, Paul, and uh from Seattle oh. to Tukwila is about 19 minutes on the train. Uh from Kent to Tukwila is about 7 minutes from uh, Sumner to Tuckwilla is about 23 minutes uh, and, and Tacoma is about 40 minutes so uh, the, there are a, a lot of connections there and uh, that would be something that would be a big part of the plan I would believe uh, no doubt is, is access to uh, some sort of rail service and in this case the sounder train.
0: This is going to right. mirror what we've seen in stadium discussions in this town for a long time now, which is that transit and access are the big issues. And so I think you're going to see some debate coming up in the next few weeks about whether that – this is one of the highest traffic areas in the city. We we know that when Clay Bennett was looking at the Renton site, that the traffic studies around that uh, 405 section were, were – Absurd. And I remember Clay Bennett made a famous quote. They asked him down to state legislature, "Aren't you concerned about traffic in this re in that in that site?" And Clay said, "Frankly, we looked at 18 sites in this region, and every one of them traffic was a problem. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of debate on whether the this transit access is sufficient to offset that location down there uh, in a real uh, black hole of traffic." Also, I think you're going to see some some discussion about Tuckwilla and their long-range planning. When they say this is a TOD development site, Tuckwilla has been very aggressive over the last 10 years in rezoning their properties along transit. They have a vision of having actual high-rise buildings down in the South Center region. So they've rezoned a lot of a lot of property in this area for you know 15 to 40-story buildings. You're not you're not really talking about four-story buildings. You're talking about the ability to build 30-story buildings down there. Uh, in Tukwila. So this would be a big play for Tukwila to to make a significant move if they can get this uh, to happen.
2: Okay. And so many abbreviations to deal with now. What does TOD stand for again?
1: Transit-Oriented Development.
2: Okay. Transit-Oriented Development. All right. So um, we pretty much know what has to happen in SOTO for for that project to proceed. We have to have The FEIS uh, come through, which is due May 7th, and then we got to go through uh, um, a street vacation review process. And then we have, um, at some point, the master use permit needs to be gotten. What kind of process do they need to go through in Tequila? Because one of the things I've heard is there's much less red tape there.
1: I think there's much less red tape, and and part of that would be a a privately financed building versus a publicly financed building. The the one reason why you have the layer with uh, design review in the city of Seattle is because it involves uh, a a use of of public uh, financing in that case. Uh, In in the city of Tukwila, I I know that uh, Bartizek's camp uh, has watched all uh, those layers of red tape and and believe that uh, they would not have to have as many obstacles in in Tuckwilla, in terms of uh, approval, uh, I think all you have to do is look at what's happened down in Southern California with uh, the temptation of the NFL uh, for Carson and for Inglewood and how quickly that went through uh, the, the process in those two cities. It was like, uh, boy, light years or something uh, compared to, to what's happened in Seattle. I mean, they just uh, signed off on them right away. Uh, just, uh, I mean, the, the the idea that somebody wants to build a privately financed or, uh, building, in that case, an NFL stadium, uh, and, and you reap the tax revenue from all those people coming to your city—that's uh, that's enticing for for any city. When, when cities uh, balk at these kind of proposals, it's it's when you have a, a combination of of public financing. And I think that shouldn't surprise anybody in Seattle uh, that that's happened over time. So. That's the difference here. Is is Tuckwilla? If they they get a concrete proposal in front of them and and zoning rechanged, uh, you know the Bartizek camp believes that they can get steel in the ground uh, perhaps by the end of the year, uh, which would be different than, than what we see in Seattle currently.
0: Okay. Tuckwilla is very so very aggressive. They were they were very active back in the Soto arena. They wanted to talk about putting uh, the team practice facility in Tuckwilla. And I've uh, I've had conversations with the, with their government for years on and off about uh, practice facilities and, and of course they were looking at actual arenas back prior to that. Uh, they've got a good cooperative city government. We saw in Sacramento how if the government decides to really get on board with things, they can just make things happen. In Seattle, you have the opposite scenario where the government hasn't gotten on board, and you actually have the Port of Seattle, which is a government agency, working steadfastly with the Mariners to bog things down at every uh stage and step. So so clearly Tugwilla, if they wanted to, could move much more quickly than Seattle has.
2: hmm Um today, uh Pete von Reichbauer, uh King County Council member Pete Von Reichbauer, told a reporter from Como News. Um he basically when he, when he heard the news about the Tequila proposal today, he thanked Chris Hansen for his work on the NBA, but says of Chris Hansen, quote, uh, without Steve Ballmer's wallet, it was never going to happen. Uh, says the new arena guy has the dollars and could sustain the cost of owning a team. Uh, and he likes that Tequila Arena is uh, 100% pri- privately financed. And he says it's a better location than Soto. So that's the response of one uh, King County Council member and uh, Chris, I believe you had quoted uh, Dow Constantine as saying he just wants to get this done somewhere in the county. We we haven't heard anything that I'm aware of from Murray, but uh, what kind of political fallout uh, can we be looking at uh, with this new proposal in Tequila?
1: Well, well, Paul, as we've been talking and I've been, as I've been listening to you and Brian, I, I received a statement from. Mayor Ed Murray, who uh, has been quiet on this all day and I can read it to you, Uh, he says, quote, I'm committed to doing everything I can to get an NBA and NHL team here in Seattle, and Seattle is absolutely the only place for an NHL and NBA team here in our region. As I've said before, I stand by the MOU and the city signed, which requires the NBA to commit to Seattle before an arena can be built. But given what we've heard from the NBA, I'm open to the idea of NHL coming to Seattle first. I am ready to listen and would be willing to reconsider the MOU if there is an NHL first proposal that pencils out for the city. Uh, I, I think that uh, people who follow this uh, uh, on Seattle Sinbin Paul would say there's not a whole lot new there, with the exception of uh, he, he's reinforcing the idea that he is open to uh, open up the the MOU for an NHL first scenario, and, and something like this would would put pressure on uh, the city of Seattle. That the one thing that that tend to forget uh, with alternate sites outside the city of Seattle is. Uh, one of the X factors is Key Arena and and what an arena in another city uh, near Seattle would do to Key Arena. And that's always been uh, kind of an underlying discussion in all of this is – making key arena whole uh, long term so it's not just sitting there collecting dust uh, back in 2012 when this was all crafted with chris hansen in the city of seattle it was part of the discussion uh, about putting money into it and and making uh, it have some sort of partnership with a new arena uh, the city of seattle runs the risk runs the risk i should stress uh, of a new arena getting built elsewhere and, and key arena then Uh, losing a ton of business and therefore uh, also losing traffic at Seattle Center. It's a complicated discussion that's part of this, but it is uh, an underlying part of the discussion. Uh, If Tukwila becomes a very concrete uh, proposal going forward and and puts the Seattle project at risk of not being completed, uh, what happens with Key Arena and what happens for Seattle Center? I think it's something that uh, uh, will be discussed as we go on here. Brian, what do you think?
0: I think that's a – I'll give a little more credit to that Mayor Murray statement than Chris did. did. I think that that's a, a relatively strong statement where he takes some ownership of this. I could really see this going two ways. I've been trying to think about it all day, and I'm going to be getting on the phone with some people a little later. Uh, on one hand, this could put a lot of pressure on the city of Seattle for just the reasons Chris talked about. Mayor Murray wants it. You you run the risk of losing the tax revenue. You run the risk of, of losing uh, a highly visible product to another nearby municipality. Uh, I don't think Seattle wants to just lose this. And I think that this could be good for the Soto movement by applying some pressure. But on the other hand, when you start talking about a privately financed arena, uh, you know, is is that going to impact members of city council who are going to have to vote on this thing does it give them a, a convenient finger to point to say, well, I, I didn't support it, but that's not because I wanted didn't want the NBA to come back. That's just because I thought this private deal was better. And members of county council like Pete von Reichbauer, uh, who frankly is just bought and paid for by the Mariners and is going to keep uh, spouting the things that he spouts on their behalf. Uh, there is a definite worry that this will be a red herring and that this project until we know whether it has merit, could be something that, that actually sucks momentum out of a more viable project. I've uh, I know the position of the Soto guys on this. They want to see the NBA come back. They want to see the NHL in this region. They want to see this project completed. And I really believe that, honestly, if it had a higher likelihood of happening somewhere else and it happened, they would be in the front row cheering and happy to see a good outcome. But what the concern is is that a project will come out. As I, You guys might remember, Fred Brown was involved in the Emerald City Center that came out uh, in 2007, seven, and that project had no chance of actually happening. It had zero viability, and yet it provided political cover for a lot of elected officials to say, oh, we really support the NBA command. We just want this this 100% privately financed marina with a, with a sliding removable roof. And uh, and it was a distraction. So if I'm glad to hear Chris Daniels say that there's going to be some news coming out on or some details coming out about the Tuck proposal because we'll be able to look at those details and figure out, is this a viable alternative that's a legitimate competitor and going to accelerate the process and be good for everybody and help us get teams? Or is this going to be a distraction that uh, is going to suck energy away from a more viable option or options because I think you're, you're likely to see another arena site uh, come out of the woodwork in the next two or three weeks as well. And we could have, uh, you know, a full on competition here before we know it rolling through the summer to try to bring the NHL to Seattle.
1: Right.
2: Now, so Chris, I know you only have a couple more minutes. I want to ask you just a couple more questions. We, Brian touched on the ownership group, uh, Ray Bartazek Ray is in the lead. We also have, as Brian mentioned, Freddie Brown, Uh, Also, Bill Russell. And there's a guy named Jerry Lee that's attached to this. Uh, Who is Jerry Lee? Uh, How big is his involvement? And might there be other big money guys that uh, form the bulk of this investment group?
1: I, I, I uh, there's a lot of questions there, Paul. Um, I, I can tell you that uh, I, I spoke with uh, Mr. Lee uh, towards the end of last year, um, and he had been approached to be a part of this at the time. Uh, the head of uh, Mulvaney G2 Architecture, uh, he had been approached to to look around for sites and and look at potential uh, designs for an arena. Uh, that's been a successful company here locally for for several years uh and uh you know what his what his portion uh of uh, the the overall cost would be I, I don't know uh but fred brown and and, and uh bill russell uh, i would i would believe would be uh, minimal uh investors in all of this uh and and Bartazek is is going to be the face uh going forward um, and he's got a considerable wealth. Um, it's just a matter of uh, how much money would be put into the arena and how much, you know, for an NHL team. And we're talking, you know, back in 2012, I think our station did a, uh, a, a special called uh, the Billion Dollar Hat Trick. Uh, 2012 or 2013, it all flows together now. Uh, And that was for an arena and two teams. I mean, we're talking about now, uh, to build an arena and and get an NHL team, that's going to be a billion dollar price tag in itself. Uh, So uh, Ray Bartazek has got to be uh, coughing up a lot of coin or his investors in order to make this happen on a privately financed basis. I mean, that was part of the reason why, if you remember uh, dating back to the Seattle proposal, uh, there was this talk of financing is because for the math to work with an arena and purchasing an NBA franchise, uh, the, the Hansen Group needed some uh, essentially a low interest loan in the terms of in, in this public financing uh, to make that whole uh, equation work. So we're talking about it Different equation here, and more money, and it's uh, going to be a matter to see whether it can, that they can pull it off and whether they can uh, uh, produce the capital uh, to break ground. All
2: right, and one more, one more location question before you go, Chris. Um, looking at the map, it's a kind of a tiny sliver of land where they're uh, where they're talking about putting this arena. Uh, how likely is it that the Bartizet Group is about to acquire more land that maybe borders that land uh, to be able to build to have a larger footprint available?
1: i uh I would think uh that that would be uh part of the long term strategy uh we We've talked to Paul about Milwaukee before and and their uh, their designs that were unveiled uh, for mixed use development next to an arena and uh everything that would be built up around it and uh, people in in Seattle kind of shook their head and said, okay who's going to pay for it all but uh I got to believe that that's part of the, uh, the the plan in Tuckwilla is not only an arena, but also mixed-use uh, facilities nearby and, and, and condos and restaurants and that kind of thing uh, in order to make it all pencil out uh, for any sort of uh, developer, or in this case, Ray Bartoszik.
0: You know, one interesting name in right, all that, the, the adjacent property is owned by Boeing, and I have no insight to any recent discussions, but uh, one person is very involved in Boeing's Community relations and political relations is Alex Peach, who was the former city manager of Renton during the Sonics uh, Arena proposal there. And Alex Peach is just a great guy and a, a strong uh, Sonic supporter and a believer in urban development around buildings. So people have been asking me today, would Boeing sell that property? Would Boeing sell that property? And I have no idea if they would or not. And I have no idea if any discussions have occurred. But they do have the right guy in place to have those discussions that would, would clearly place some value on it. So it it wouldn't stun me if, if uh, there winds up being some legs to that.
2: Okay. Well, Chris Daniels and Brian Robinson, I want to thank you for joining us at the last minute tonight. And I'm I'm going to let both of you go because I know that you've got something you have to get to. So thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you. Very Good to well. talk to you both. Yep. Take care, guys. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. All right.
2: All right. Thanks, guys, and we will be talking soon. Thanks. Bye. That was uh, Chris Daniels and Brian Robinson. And, of course, Chris Daniels is the um, uh, hard-nosed reporter from King 5 News, and Brian Robinson is the founder of SonicsRising.com, where the Simbin is hosted. And, um, as you well know, Uh, Both of these guys have been really tied into the entire story for several years now. And it's going to get interesting, folks. It's really going to get uh, it's going to get crazy now. If if you thought it's been crazy this far, you just wait uh, and see the next couple months. It's going to be getting more nuts. Uh, There's going to be development after development after development. There's going to be highs and lows, ups and downs and uh you just got to kind of got to kind of strap in and hang on for the ride because i mean we as sonics rising we t- we like to talk about don't ride the roller coaster because there's too many ups and downs well the next couple of months is going to be nothing but roller coaster and i hate to tell you this but uh if you want to stay involved with it you got to it's it's getting time to uh change that tune i would say it's time to start riding that roller coaster because it's going to be a fun ride um So this brings an end to this special edition of the Seattle Sin Bin. I want to thank all of you for uh, listening in. Uh, We are going to have another broadcast tomorrow, which is Tuesday, and I look forward to talking to you then. In the meantime, have a great day, and we'll see you next time.